you were around here is treated like a god. I mean, how can you ever find out what he could really do? I don't want this to be the high point of his life. I've seen him, the real sad ones. They sit around the rest of their lives talking about the glory days when they were 17 years old. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Welcome to Keeping the Nostalgia Alive, the Indiana Basketball Memory Show. I am your host, Billy Powell. It had been 58 years since Crispus Attucks had hung a state championship banner in their gymnasium. And a couple weeks ago, Chris Hawkins, Coach Chris Hawkins, led the Crispus Attucks Flying Tigers to the 3A 2017 state championship. And he joins us on the program today to kind of discuss it and kind of discuss his background and how he got to where he was and, and winning that state championship. Coach Hawkins, I know you're in a, uh, you know, your head's still spinning. You're probably still on cloud nine. Thanks for taking a little bit of time to uh, share your memories and, uh, uh, and chat with us. Hey, no problem. Thank you for having me. Coach, when was uh, – so when were you first introduced to the game of basketball when you were little? Um, I would probably say um, probably like from two or three years old. Uh, dad and mom played. Uh, my mom's from Alabama. Dad's from Mississippi. So um, we kind of moved up here um, maybe probably when I was four or five. And so basically ever since then, you know, just um, – no, just been playing. Like uh, I would say, basketball and baseball are kind of my two favorite sports. So uh, those were two things I just, uh, you know, played with and and stuck around with uh, all the way until the end of high school. When you were a little one, was there a, a specific specific team that you followed? High school, college, professional, or did you have a favorite player that you you know just just kind of stuck with you at a young age? Yeah, I just uh, I think I uh, wore the number eleven all through my like middle school, high school, uh, elementary. So uh, Zayah Thomas, um, and so uh, you know, like the Pistons, like how they played defense, just like how he commanded the floor, and you know, got people in the right places. So um, always wanted to wear the number eleven. Um, so it was um, you know it was Isaiah Thomas, the Pistons. Um, you know, like the Pacers. You know for a little bit, but as far as just point guards, I thought Isaiah Thomas was just the top one, um, and that's who I kind of like just pat my game after. Uh, Coach, where did you go to high school, and did you play ball there? Yeah, I went to Southport High School uh, last year. They lost to um, New Albany in the semi-state. And, uh, and who was your coach? Was Bill Springer still there at that particular time? Bill Springer was there my freshman year. I played freshman and then dressed JV. Then the last three years, uh, Joel Cantu uh, was the coach uh, for varsity. So, um, yeah, Mr. Cantu finished out those last three years. Uh, while you were playing ball at Southport as a Southport Cardinal, did you uh, did, did you want to coach at that time, or did you have other things that you, you wanted to do and aspirations that you wanted to do besides coaching? Or And when did coaching come into the picture? Um, no, I mean, I just as a point guard, you're always trying to figure out, you know, what's the best play, what's the best scenario, what should we do? You're an extension of the coach. Coach always is like, you know, you're my, uh, you know, person out there on the court is leading everybody. So um, I just think it became natural that, you know, after I finished playing high school basketball, to like uh, went to college, and then I just got into coaching AAU um, with the Speech Indy Stars. So that was right around like 2008. Um, where I just started, I had a great group with um, Kellen Thomas, Mike Ramey, Ron Patterson, Jeremy Hollowell, Jerry Drew, um, Austin Burgett, 
And so I coached that team like from the from their eighth grade year all the way up like to the, their junior year. And basically like from there I got the itch to really wanna, you know, coach high school basketball. But I started as a freshman coach at Southport. Um, for a couple of years, left there after their junior year, went to Short Ridge from 2012 to 2014. Then from 2014 to 2016, I was at the Buff as a uh, coach. And then uh, this year, I took over over here at Attics. Well, the funny thing was you actually were with Brebuff when you guys played Attics for a sectional championship. Was it, was it last year or the year before? It was last year. Uh, you, did you find it kind of ironic that uh, then all of a sudden, you're, you know, you're the Christmas Addicts head coach? Yeah, it was, uh, I think, like I had talked with Todd and I said, you know, the only job I feel like that, you know, I feel like I could do and, you know, just it felt right. And I knew the system. I knew the players. And I just told them, I said, you know, I'm only going to interview for one job. And if it comes open, uh, you know, I want to interview for Christmas Addicts. So, you know, he talked about it, was had my support, gave me his support. And then, you know, I just felt like, you know, if I could go over there and do some things that we had a chance uh, to win that section of um, just depending on, you know, how the draw and some other things turned out. So um, it was, like I said, it was tough, you know, especially thinking like in the section, man, we could pick them again because we played them earlier in the regular season and beat them by three. But I always say it's kind of hard to beat the team twice in the same season. So, um, you know, we ended up getting, I think, Karen, and they played Manuel, Manuel ended up beating them in the uh, sectional game, and then we played Manuel, and then got revenge on them after they beat us by a last-second shot during the city semifinals early in the season. So so once you graduated from South Park, you went on and you went to Indiana University, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Did you, did, I mean, at that point, once you got into college, is that you wanted to coach and, and, and you wanted to teach? Is that, it, it, was that what you wanted to do? Yeah. So, um, I'd always like being fond of like social studies was like my favorite class history. Um, so I was always fond of uh, that subject, even, you know, early on just would buy a lot of books just to read. And then, you know, just being down at IU, um, you know, a lot of kids from Southport, Perry Meridian uh, went down there. So it's kind of like, you know, I was in my same element um, and it just made it that much. And then I think, you know, some of us that didn't play college basketball, <clears throat> played at the Hyper, did intramural. So um, you just still saw the same type of people that I was around. And then for intramurals, we would do a co-ed division and then we would play in a male on a male team. So the co-ed division, I would do that just to coach and then I would play in the other one. So, um, just always wanted to see, you know, the the rush with coaching, just being able to uh, figure out how to change different strategies and different things to see how it would work. And so, you know, doing AAU, doing um, intramurals, the co-ed thing, just gave me that natural urge to just want to coach. And then just from there was just trying to figure out, okay, what, what programs could I get into? What coaches could I, you know, talk to? And um, like I said, Southport gave me that first opportunity um, under Jason Delaney. I was a volunteer coach under Jason Delaney. And then when he left, West Peak took over. And that's when I was uh, helped with the freshmen uh, there. And then the, after I left there, went to Short Ridge with Donnie Bowling uh, for two years. And then was at for Buff with uh, Todd Howard. 
Are, are you a student of the game? Do, do, did you, are you up on the history of the game? Do you enjoy reading about the history, or is that something that comes natural to you? Do you, you know, the, the history of the tournament, the history of Indiana high school basketball? Yeah, I mean, you know, Southport, man, it's been so long, like, you know, since Marlon Fleming was there, and, you know, with Bill Springer running flex, uh, wearing the Converse All-Stars. Like, I remember as a freshman, I had bought the Allen Iversons that it came out, and Coach Springer wouldn't let me wear them. He said, you know, we're <laughs> uniform, we're going to wear Converse All-Stars until I busted out of them. And then he finally figured out, okay, we probably should pick a different shoe. And so, um no, nah, I mean, you try to study it, man. I, that was one of the biggest things, you know, coming over here to the Addicts, man, just the history, just the alumni support. Um, you know, you just – it's just that, that that history just brings brings to life so many good times, and then you want to see if you can bring that back to the community, to the school, um, just to everybody. And, uh, you know, with us winning this state title, man, I've seen like a re-energized fan base, alumni – uh, and, you know, just in the school, the kids are just, you know, more talkative. And, uh, you know, this has just been one of the you know, craziest moments of my life. Uh, but like I said, I've never experienced an alumni fan base or, you know, anything like here at Christmas Addicts. Coach, how do you keep the kids? They've, they've won the state championship, all the hubbub, all the, 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 the media coverage, all the social media hype. How do you keep their feet on the floor? How, do, how have you or how will you continue to keep their feet on the floor from, from, from what they've just accomplished? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is just uh, – just to let the kids know nobody picked us at the start of the season to do anything. We wasn't picked to win our sectional. Uh, we wasn't picked to win state. wasn't picked to win regionals or semi-state. So at the same time, you know, after we, you know, won the, the state championship, we're right back to zero and zero. So we're right back equal with everybody in the state. So um, the kids have to understand, you know, we lose close to 95% of our scoring. So it's not the same team that will be back next year. So different guys have to step up and be in different roles so we can't get complacent. Our schedule's tougher. So we, uh, you know, we want to do that just so, you know, when we get to our section or to our regional or semi-state, we're ready to play those teams. But um, like I said, we're, uh, like I said, it's going to be a new team, different roles. So, um, you know, like I said, kids are enjoying everything that we're doing now. But once uh, we get done with a lot of stuff, it's just back to square one of, you know, just like last year, you know, nobody knows what we have, um, you know, only us. And uh, we'll, you know, fight and claw to get our respect again for next year. You know, in attending Broderpool from 82 to 86, and we had a couple of pretty good seasons within that four-year span, once, you, once you're back on the map, you know, especially with Christmas Addicts and it being 58 years since you guys hung your last banner, um, what, was, what was your mindset like or how did, you, how did you approach it when, you know, all the former players and stuff like that would, would want to chat with you, chat with the team and stuff like that? And, and what was going through your mind when you got the slap you know, put your hand inside Oscar Robertson's hand and meet him for the first time? Um, it was good. I think, you know, I always like the kids to know the past, know their history, and it's good to just talk to the players from, from back then. Um, Bill Hampton came in and gave us several speeches throughout the year. We retired um, his jersey um, when he, uh, this year doing our Tinley game. And, you know, just for them to understand what it means to be an addict's basketball player, what it means to be an addict student, what it means to, uh, you know, 
graduate from here and all the doors that can open for you. So, um, you know, we just want them to consume and, and understand that and to just know, don't take it for granted uh, that you go to this school, the opportunities you get from this school and opportunities you can get just uh, from, let's say, winning state championship from graduating and all those different things. I think the other thing is just, you know, with those older players, we just want to bridge the, the past to, to now so they can come in and talk if they need to, if they want us to come and do camps or something like that, we're available to do that. Um, and I think the other thing as far as this with Oscar, uh, just a humble guy that really, you know, when he came in the locker room before the game, just said, you know, you got to take the game. You know, you have to take it. They won't give it to you. Um, just play your game, be who you are. You've been the whole season. And uh, that was it. And, you know, just stayed in the background. Uh, you know, it's just crazy, man, just to look – you know, for him to be right there, um, uh, it, it was just weird. You know, just having an NBA Hall of Fame, a person that graduated from Addicts, brought two state championships. Um, it was just, it was just a weird feeling just that just have him right there. And when he hit the shot, I think he walked on the court, and like the referees didn't even say anything to him. Uh, so it was just kind of a just a weird moment. Um, but, you know, just appreciative of him that he would, you know, he didn't have to come back or do anything or come in the locker room or say anything, but just for him to come back and just talk to the kids and just be that excited for us to win and want us to win uh, was was big. Um, Coach, when, when you first got the Addicts head coaching job, what, I mean, did you even have – I know that's every coach's goal is to be, you know, to be a winner and win, and win the championship, but did you even – did you even – did that even go through your mind? And, I mean, and what were the steps that you had to take to, you know, uh, become that head coach and, and to get a cohesive team together? Um, I just think, you know, when I got, got the job, it really was just trying to figure out, okay, you know, what pieces will we have? Could have had like eight seniors, so – um, there was some cutting of a couple of, you know, some kids that had played before. You know, we just had to get the right group. And then I think, secondly, defensively, the kids just had to, you know, they had played a style of play where really didn't care if the other team scored or not. And so we were just were really trying to – I was trying to just put in a system where there was some accountability on defense and we did what we needed to do, you know, as far as help side, backside help, when people try to post us up. Um, so it was really just trying to strip the kids down back to the basics and then build them up and then come in with some shooting things because I felt like uh, when I looked at the roster, uh, we had a lot of kids that could shoot, and I think at the end of the year, I think we had three or four kids shoot over 40% from three. And I think as a team, we shot 38 or 39% from three. Now, with our first five games, I think we were only shooting 7%, so at first I was kind of doubting the system I had put in but, uh, you know, once we started uh, doing the things that I thought we could do, um, those numbers start rising and rising quickly. Um, and then I just think, you know, the other thing was sacrifice. Uh, a couple of kids were averaging close to 18, 19, 20. Um, and I just said, you know, we're going to have to sacrifice as far as roles, as far as who scores. Uh, some people just, you know, one day might be your day, the next day it may not. And I think the kids, I think by the halfway point after we had lost to Manuel uh, in the city tournament, I think they started to understand that. And then from there, uh, we just had different scores leading us to scoring and people just not caring and just were only, you know, 
they only wanted to see us win. And when you have a team that can buy in, um, you know, to defense, to sacrificing some individual goals for the ultimate goal, I think that's the biggest thing. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm just proud of how this team started out from the start. Because, like I said, I knew we would be good. I just didn't know, you know, we would be this good. I'd always envisioned us winning. We could get to the state title. Next year with the group, I knew we would have coming in next year as far as just we're longer, bigger, uh, may not be as efficient, but defensively I think we could shut a lot of people down. So, um, you know, like I said, it ended up happening this first year and just grateful uh, for that to happen. But uh, like I said, yeah, it just had to be sacrificed. We had to do some things offensively, uh, differently, and then just – being able to uh, play some better defense, and that's really uh, what helped us out. Coach Hawkins, what's your what's your opinion? I think I know your opinion, but I'd like just to hear it from you. Uh, uh, class basketball versus the you know the one true state champion. Um, you know, I really don't uh, like. For me, yeah, I would like to just have everybody in one one uh, tournament. And then, like I said, because I think at the end of the day, I think we're a 3A school, but I think we can play 418 uh, with with the talent that we have here. So, uh, you know, I think it's good that this gives the opportunity for, you know, any team to have an opportunity, no matter if you're in 1A, 2A, 3A, or 4A. But the ultimate, to me, the ultimate th- thrill is just to be able to be like, okay, we went through, you know, everybody, and we're the champions you know, of the old thing. Um, so, like I said, I get the arguments for both, but if it was, uh, you know, up to me, I would like to, there was a way they could do it, uh, you know, uh, just one tournament. What was going through your mind when the buzzer sounded and you were state champions? It, it just didn't feel real. So that was my biggest um, biggest thing. It just didn't feel real to me. And I just looked over and I think I started jumping, like, when we had .9 seconds left. But after he got the tip in, he just sat in that, like, we had one state. Like, the semi-state, and then for me not coaching, doing the regional game games, that was kind of like the most stressful time of my life because I knew we would beat Northview. But Tri-West, if you rewind a year ago, we lost to Tri-West when I was at Brebuff in the champ- regional championship. So it was just like, you know, if they can get me through there, I'll be back for the state, uh, the semi-state. Um, but like, it was just, just unreal. And just like, you see all the green and gold, just, just in the crowd and just, uh, you know, it was a great, it was a cool moment, great moment, but you know, to do it with Oscar and all those players there and just the whole city of Indianapolis, cause it just seemed like everybody was rooting us on. Um, so this was a, it was a great, it was a great moment. Um, tell us about the kids and what and what 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 have you and the kids been able to do since winning the state championship? You know, by you know, I, I, we chatted before we started the interview that you guys have been down to the state house. You guys rode around the uh, uh, downtown, the Monument Circle. Give us a little bit about what the kids have been able to do since you know bringing that title back to Christmas Attics. Yeah, we've had uh, we had a pep rally like Monday when we came back from spring break for the kids. Then we had a community pep rally. Um, for the community to come into. Um, then we uh, had um, the parade and uh, down uh, downtown to Monument Circle. Um, then from Monument Circle, we went to the Indians game uh, 
and got introduced on the field before their game, uh, get recognized, then went to the Pacer game, got recognized at the Pacer game. And then today we were down at the State House um, uh, with the governor and just, uh, you know, got recognized in the Senate and the House also with resolutions for us winning the state championship. So uh, it's just a great experience. I and mean, like I said, I think the kids really liked it. Like I said, I know we're a medical magnet, but, you know, some of our kids may try to do law or some things like that. So, or, you know, just try to do something in the political atmosphere. So it was good for them to get that experience and get to rub arms with uh, some people they may not have, uh, you know, had a chance to meet. So I know one of our players, Keon Scanlon, really liked the uh, you know, talking with Governor uh, Holcomb and everything like that. So, you know, I just, you know, it gives you opportunities and access to, you know, certain individuals that, you know, kids may never have ever had a chance to do it. So, um, you know, got a lot of stuff. Like I said, we got another day of going to the State House Wednesday and then uh, I think another parade on Monument Circle on Saturday. And then I think uh, we're in the Indiana 500 parade or something. So, Still got some couple of more uh, other commitments, but uh, like I said, I think we're just you know taking it all in stride and enjoying the moment. I know you guys have won the state championship. Can you get, but can you give us a little insight? What what is the state of uh, high school basketball in the city of Indianapolis? What do you think of it? What do you think about the competition that's inside the city? I think it's great. Like I said, I think with IPS, we've been stripped of a couple of schools. So the talent, as far as Indiana public schools, may not be there. But if you look at, you know, the charter schools or your regular township schools like Pike, Ben Davis, LC, LE, and, um, you know, um, you still have houses, charter, Mangles, a charter. They still have, you know, they have talent, uh, Tinley, um, those other schools, uh, Ben Davis, um, you know, there's a lot of talent there, and there's a lot of talent still in Indianapolis. And I think it's a lot of it slept on as far as, you know, a lot of the kids being recruited by more high-level programs here. But, uh, you know, I think each kid, you know, can help in their own way. So I just, you know, I just think the opportunities are there as far as with the talent here in Indianapolis. Like I said, I would put Indianapolis kids versus New York uh, Texas, California, um, anybody, Florida, North Carolina, uh, just because I just think the skill level and the, the athleticism uh, is next to none. Uh, and then the, with the coaching, with the coaches here, I think is probably the best in, in, in America here in Indiana. So um, I like where it's going. Like I said, I just wish, you know, like with the with IPS schools, like we had more schools that were as – uh, good as like let's say maybe four or five years ago, you know Broad Ripple and you know some other schools, you know just just being there consistently and things like that. But like I said, you still have you know Sassina, Broad Ripple, uh, Ritter. Uh, like I said, these programs are up and coming. Um, they have the the right coaches there to lead them back. And uh, you know, like I said, we lost to Sassina on the last second shot. So there's talent there. I mean, there's talent all across the city. Like I said, it's just kids really, you know, figuring out where they want to go play at and then just, you know, learning and growing and, and becoming better. You, you know you've won a state championship. You know people will come knocking on your door. How do you handle that kind of situation? Man, you know what I'm saying? We just, just stay humble. Uh, just be be the same people that we are before. You know, people nobody was knocking beforehand. So we just want to be <laughs> the same, consistent. Uh, just be the same and consistent. Like I said, I said, we, we, we haven't had, you know, this type of 
publicity for like Christmas Addicts in a while. Um, you know, we just want to make sure we can just capitalize off of, make sure they know how great of an academic uh, institution this is. And then uh, from there, just uh, do what we need to do on the court. And, you know, like I said, if you if you can come here and be a great student athlete, uh, that's what we want you to do because the opportunities that this school can give you are next to, next to none across the board, especially with IUPUI uh, being able to offer you certain, um, you know, you can get credits as a ju- uh, junior and senior here depending on what uh, medical field you want to go in. So, um, you know, like I said, I just – Tell everybody it's a great academic school and a great athletic school. And like I say, if you want to be a part of it, you know, just go apply, and 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 that's it. But like I said, you know, got to be a great student athlete because if you you're not doing the work in the classroom, you're not going to do the work on the court. And I'm a firm believer, and you know, you'll get results if you're doing everything academically the right way. There's no work, there's no pressure when you're on the court. So, um, you know, that's my spiel on that. Uh, when Broderpool won the state championship in 1980, my mentor and just all mad respect, uh, basketball coach Bill Smith, had his state championship ring a little bit more different than what the kids got. He had got a little bit more bling bling. Are we going to wear the same stamp, uh, state championship ring that the kids do, or are we going to make a special one for Coach Hawkins? Oh, uh, I don't know, because I think I'm, we we looking at the Bill Smith type of thing for the coaching staff, so um, that's what, uh, you know, it'll be a little bit different, so, uh, but no, we uh, we just want to just make sure, you know, everybody get, gets the right one, so I think we're still in the in the market as far as, you know, design and some other things for the kids. But I think with our coaching staff, it may look a little bit different uh, just from uh, what what everybody else may get. Okay, you're, you're always coaching. You're coached up to that nine-tenths of a second in the state championship game. Uh, as soon as the game's over, you're probably thinking, what kind of team are you going to have come back next year, Coach? Um, we Like I said, we had Jamal Harris, who scored 30 in the semi-state. He'll be more aggressive. Uh, more of an offensive threat. Then we have our junior class, Michael Poole, Derek Briscoe. Uh, Derek had a game of like 18 and 15 against a real top team, uh, Louisville Wagner. We went down there and played them uh, this year. Um, you know, didn't really need him to score this year, but he's a 6'3", 6'4", kind of, you know, wiry wing that can score. Um, Michael Poole, another one, can score all three levels. Uh, so looking at them, and then we have a sophomore class, uh, that won the JV City Tournament, uh, you know, with some twins and a couple of point guard, and then you know, I think we have all the tools uh, to go back and uh, make another run. So, um, you know, all it is about staying healthy, um, and then just like I said, just getting better toward the end of the season. We don't want to be playing our best ball in November and December. We want to be playing it uh, right there in February, going into March. I know we've kept you a little bit long. Can you tell us a little bit about the uh, – are you a part of the scheduling, and do you think scheduling will be a little bit more difficult because of uh, the state championship? No, no. We we want to have – so the city tournament is all about how hard the schedule is with the uh, Sadron rating. So we want to schedule a little bit harder. We'll play in the Richmond tur- – the Bob Weddick Richmond tournament. We'll play Ben Davis at home uh, January 27th. We'll go down to Bedford, North Lawrence, uh, with Damon Bailey's son uh, with that team. Um, we'll play at Tinley. Uh, we'll play at North Central. Um, 
So we'll uh, schedule will be a little beefed up, but I think it's better. And like I said, when you're going to play at these different places like Seymour and Greencastle uh, for your regional and semi-state, you just want to be able to be prepared for those different types of scenarios and just being on the road. So kind of, you know, purposely, you know, set up the games uh, like that this year. And then for that uh, junior class, when they're seniors, um, North Central and all those other teams will be here. So, uh, you know, it just gives us a – it sets us up for, you know, the group that uh, – that sophomore group that will be juniors uh, for their senior year. So, uh, nah, we're excited about our, our group of kids returning and, um, you know, can't wait to get going. So, once we get done with all this uh, celebrating or whatever, then they'll be back to work. We've been chatting with Coach Chris Hawkins of Crispus Addicts, Crispus Addicts Flying Tigers, the 2017 3A state champions. Coach Hawkins, thanks. I know you're really busy. You've got a busy schedule. Thanks for spending some time with us to chat about the seasons, about where you came from. I think everybody will enjoy it. Thanks so much, and congratulations once again. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. Have a good one. You too.